Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Beauties of the Beast time with uh, Linda Leatherdale at uh, L. Leatherdale on uh, Twitter. Former money editor of the Toronto Sun and uh, vice president of Cambria, Canada. Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament, uh, seatmate to Justin Trudeau, and Catherine Swift of uh, Working Canadians. And I've just got to find this because I said I would get this correctly. It's on Twitter, at WorkingCDNS, at WorkingCDNS, at L. Leatherdale, and at Michelle Simpson. Beauties, how are you all together? One, two, three. COVID free. Fabulous. <laughs> so, Touch wood I've, been, I've been looking forward to this all day talking to you uh, talking to you guys more, Roy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. let's well, begin with <laughs> let's begin with this and i had a conversation yesterday with uh, michael barrett and with charlie angus about what's going on in the ethics and finance committees in parliament with the filibuster by the liberals and why don't we start with that one and michelle since you're the former liberal member of parliament and you know exactly What's happening? Far away. Well, uh, having served on the ethics committee myself, I can tell you that it's full of games and it's a lot of posturing. Uh, at this juncture, I don't know particularly what the Conservatives are going to gain by this. Uh, not that I don't think that uh, there's something to it. I wish we could get to the bottom of it, but... That said, uh, it's all a bunch, bunch of kabuki theater. Uh, Catherine, what do you say? You're a member of the Conservative Party. I am now, yes. And But I, I think back to my many years with CFIB, where, of course, I was at parliamentary committees uh, countless times and saw filibuster, you know, filibusters happening in, in many different venues in the House of Commons, at committees, and so on. I don't know that I've ever seen anything quite this blatantly outrageous on the part of the liberals and let's not forget these guys came in supposedly on this platform of transparency and openness and they've been absolutely nothing but the reverse of that and the other thing that comes to mind here is man they must have some really interesting stuff to hide here because to go to these lengths and Michelle, I mean, I know what you're saying with respect to what are the conservatives plan to gain, but I think that what they're trying to show, and I do believe they're succeeding, uh, is how what lengths the liberals are are going to to hide what went on with we, uh, because boy, the, you know, there's got to be a lot of dirt here, or why would they be doing this? Okay, just before we go back to Michelle, I have to bring the effervescent Miss Leatherdale into this. <laughs> Who has no political affiliation whatsoever, but has been no, uh, relentlessly drifting to the left? <laughs> I never go to the left. I go to the right, Roy. <laughs> but having said that, um, come on. This is a travesty for all Canadians. Every Canadian deserves to know 
how they were planning on spending our money, what they actually spent our money on, read the We Charity or any other issue. And to filibuster both the finance and ethics committees is a sin, an outright sin, and we all should be outraged. And more than that, I want to say new polls are showing the sunny ways or the sunny days of the Trudeau government are over. We're very looking into an uncertain future. We believe our kids' standards of living is going to fall. And we've got a huge pandemic, the great global pandemic. And come on, these silly games, we don't need them. Let's get I want to add to this, uh, Michelle, we'll go back to you in a second, then we have to take a break and you'll all come back. Uh, I want to add to this, a great deal has been said by Liberal MPs, that really the focus should be on moving forward, taking care of Canadians' needs during the pandemic. I want to point out that this issue that's being debated and discussed and filibustered in the Ethics and Finance Committees, the issue of the student grants, that's part of the big parcel of government action in response to the pandemic. That isn't isolated. As you know, Michelle, that's part of the deal. So it really, if they're saying we should focus on the pandemic and reaction to the pandemic, this is legitimate because we need to know where the money's going and what the truth is. Roy, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I'm When I said that, you know, I didn't understand what the Conservatives have to gain by the we charity, I do agree that there's a lot over and above the we charity that really has to be looked into in terms of how the money's been spent, what they did, what they didn't do. I totally yeah. agree with that. Okay, and we never fight. We never fight. The four of us never fight. Once in a while, we have a little minor skirmish, but we never fight. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So, um, let's move from the situation, Parliamentary Ethics and Finance Committees this week, and look what, what's going on across the border. We're just a couple of weeks away from the United States election. There is concern about potential violence. We've talked about that on the show, and we will again a little later today with uh, when Curtis Sliwa joins us, the founder of the Guardian Angels. Um, Linda, how are you assessing what's going on in the U.S., and how concerned are you? We know that 3.9 million firearms were sold just in the month of June. How worried are you about what might go on? Well, first of all, I want to say that with everything going on in the United States, I don't think we're spending any attention on Ottawa because we're all glued to CNN and others. But uh, it's, it's outrageous, Roy. It's scary. There's such a divide in not just the United States, but globally today, and it, it is scary. Um, one thing I want to say is, now you, you were going to ask our opinion of Trump and Biden. Well, Biden comes across as weak, unfortunately, but I call Mr. Trump a fake president, and I stand by that. I think it's causing a lot of disruption, and I think that there are so many knives out right now that, yeah, it is scary, Roy. It is. Um, Michelle, I know you're no fan of uh, Donald Trump, so let me ask you the same question, and we'll get at uh, your thoughts about Trump versus Biden, but also the concern about, about violence. You spend a lot of time in the United States. What are you hearing? What are your thoughts? There is a lot of fear about what's going to transpire. Once the, uh, the election is decided, 
while it's in limbo, maybe not so much, but once it's decided, and I'm really positive it'll be decided in Biden's favor, uh, that there's going to be uh, a lot of violence across the country. Uh, Mr. Trump hasn't done anything to try to lower the temperature. In fact, he's, you know, raising it. Catherine, one of the things that John Zogby said on this program, the pollster, world-famous pollster, was that uh, 80% of Democrats and 80% of Republicans will accept what the election result turns out to be, whatever it is. It's the 20% on both sides or either side that really concerns him. How do you assess that, and how do you see Trump versus Biden? Oh, boy. Well, (laughs) I pay a fair bit of attention to social media, and I'll tell you, sometimes you just got to turn it off. There's so much stuff being said on all sides here that is just not true at all, the so-called fake news, uh, that it's, it's impossible to really understand what the heck's happening anymore. But what, what does get me, though, and again, I guess it, 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 it'll, it'll be determined after this election, I guess. But when I think back to when Obama was elected, a lot of the small-c conservatives, they weren't happy with that outcome, of course. But I, I don't believe any... It, it was only a handful that would actually have taken to the streets with violence. It seems there's more violence when, and again, Trump is hugely controversial, of course, but it seems to be more on the left that feel entitled to react to a, I'll just say small C conservative for lack of a better, uh, you know, label, um, when someone wins on the, on the small C conservative side. Because a lot of this Antifa stuff and all that, these aren't conservatives out there. And yeah, there's definitely fruitcakes on the, on the far right. There's no doubt about that. But I just see the majority of this being more of a leftist phenomena than a, a right one in terms of absolute numbers. What I find really interesting is how polarized this American election has made Canadians. Uh, it's, it's as though we're voting. It's as though we have an actual, we do have a stake in it because whatever happens in the United States affects all of us, Catherine. But there is a, uh, an absolute willingness to immediately put on the gloves and step into the ring if you say something wrong about the candidate the Canadian in question prefers. Yeah, yeah, but what bugs me about the whole Trump thing, well, there's a lot that bugs me, but uh, as, as a small C conservative, actually, I'm more of a classic liberal, but we, we won't get into that. We don't have the time to belabor that today. <laughs> but what gets me is Trump has debased the conservative brand, and an awful lot of the media in Canada, the so-called mainstream media, much of which is being bribed by Trudeau right now with our tax dollars, they're covering the U.S., and they're using it as a way of painting Canadian conservatives as if they were... Trump-esque, as if they were similar to Trump, when, of course, they're not. That's a ridiculous comparison. But our, our media airwaves and, and uh, whatever, TV waves, are inundated with U.S. news right now, more so than I can ever remember it before. Maybe I'm wrong, but more so than I can remember it ever being before. I can only speak for the people I work with and the people I associate with at this company, and I don't see anything really within this company of uh, being unduly influenced or bribed by the Trudeau government. I just don't see it. And I do, I, I look at reports, and I, there are times that I have a jaundiced eye when I look at something that's coming from somewhere else, and I can only speak about the people I work with. And I, uh, I'm just telling how I see it. Um, Michelle, what about, uh, what about the, the, uh, the polarization that this American election has caused in Canada. There was some polarization in 2016, but not like this. Oh, no. I totally agree. And I do agree with the amount of coverage. I agree with Catherine that I've noticed that it has taken on 
a life of its own. Like but CBC, how do you not? CBC, they, CBC covered uh, the um, hearing for the new Supreme Court justice. I've never really seen that. It didn't really seem to matter as much to Canadians. Now everything matters because everybody's looking for the agenda. Yeah, but does it matter? You know what? Because I, I, being told it matters, or is let me let me just really tell you this: fundamentally matters. I, I spoke on Thursday. I recorded an interview with the former commissioner of the uh, Customs and Border Protection Agency. Fifty-eight thousand employees, twelve billion dollar annual budget. And as soon as I started a promo that we were going to be playing back the interview on Saturday. And one of the main issues we were going to be talking about was the closure of the of the Canada U.S. border to regular traffic, not to not to uh, you know necessary traffic. Immediately, I got emails, and it was they were people were just angry about about any angle that had to do with border closures. And I thought we've had ten months. Well, not ten months. We've had what about eight months of this yeah. going on, and we're still instantly angry. I've never, I've never seen this before, Linda. Well, it's, it's a polarization for sure. And you're right. In Canada, we're all glued to this. And I've got to tell you, it's not just the media. I have a cousin who lives in Ohio, and I don't even dare broach this election topic with her husband. And I have a good friend here who, it's, it's like a taboo subject now because people get irate. Whether it's border closing or whether you like Trump or you don't like Trump, it's mm-hmm. resonating, like, and it's, and we're dealing with a pandemic as well. So we're already on frayed nerves, but we're attacking each other here in Canada on this. So it's crazy. so. Let me, let me, let me just introduce one last topic. We have two minutes left here. And yesterday, there were starting to be some little rumors that perhaps MPs were being called back to Ottawa on the weekend, and there may be a snap election called. So far, I mean, it's still the weekend, but it's not going to happen for the balance of the day. But uh, what are the chances, do you think, that given what's going on in the Ethics Committee and the Finance Committee and the speculation what may be hidden in these documents and whether Trudeau wants to have an election so that none of the information that was redacted will become public, all of this, all of this talk. Michelle, what are the chances there's an election before the end of the year? Zero? Oh, no, I, I predicted that there was a good chance they weren't going to fall on the That's right, you did. you did. But shortly after, I, I think they're going to manufacture a way an election within the next few days uh maybe not within the next the next few weeks okay michelle uh miss olinda what do you think i think it's possible i agree with michelle um but the other thing is the pandemic the numbers are going up i mean he would have had a better chance i think when it was <laughs> in the summer but having said mm-hmm. that no i think anything's possible for sure okay i was going to ask you what you're all doing to protect yourself against covid but here we've gone political again what do you think, Catherine? What are the chances that we go to the polls before the end of December? Well, I don't think the polls are looking that great for liberals right now in general. They're, they're kind of roughly at par with the conservatives. So, you know, that isn't compelling. I do, however, think that if they wait much longer, let's face it, you know, things are bad in general. It will look horribly opportunistic. And often snap elections snap right back in the face of the party that called it. Um, and, and they get punished for it by, by uh, the electorate. So I don't know. I tend to think the odds are, are, are not great. But, of course, as my fellow beauty said, anything is possible in our crazy environment right now. And they may well think now is better 
than in six months or so. I did see something interesting on social media the other the other day, though, that I thought was interesting, which is uh, October of next year is when um, a new, relatively new MPs from 2015 will be eligible for their pensions. So there might be a <laughs> there might be an incentive <laughs> yeah. to hang on to that. That's oh right. my, yeah, it's always the money. Eh? It's yeah, always the money and the pensions. <laughs> Aren't they the same people who have refused, even though 67% of Canadians said they should? They've refused to take any cut in their pay the worst of times when the pay. rest of the country is struggling, right? They refuse to take a cut Why in pay. they increased their pay? I know that. Worse yeah. than not reducing it. I know that. But they'll tell you it's automatic. Yep. They can't yeah. do anything yeah. about automatic it. Automatic because they made it automatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.